welcome to the teaching ministry of Holy Cross Anglican Church with Rector Father Patrick Malone. If you have any questions about our church or the Christian life, please contact us at holycrossanglicanwi at gmail.com. Our sermon passages are the three passages that were read earlier instead of the Venite. I will read them again for you. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. Romans 6, 9 through 11. Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So that you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by one man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. As in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. As we think of Easter, like Christmas, it can become very easy to be distracted by bunnies and eggs and pastel colors kind of soft and gushy in the middle. But that is not what Easter is about. Easter is about a man, a historical man, not a myth. Easter is about a death, a historical death, by the hands of Pilate, by the leaders of the temple, and by the active voice of the people in Jerusalem on that day as they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. Easter is about a historical event. Not only a historical event, but it is also about the fulfillment of the old the old covenantal sacrificial system. Jesus is our Passover. This past Wednesday, our Jewish neighbors began celebrating the Passover. And usually in the Passover celebration, the youngest person in the room will ask the leader, the head of the household, why is this day different from all the rest? And the head of the household will say, 
that God delivered Israel from judgment and condemnation and led them out of Egypt and covered them with the blood of the Lamb. That Old Testament event that inaugurated and created Israel as a people is a major theme in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It was the beginning of the inauguration of the Old Covenant, the covenant made by God through Moses to Israel. And our first lesson begins by saying, Christ, our Passover lamb. The Passover, as you remember from watching uh, the Ten Commandments movie, every household was to slaughter a lamb, drain out its blood, and then paint the doorpost and lintel with that blood, covering the entire family with the safety of that sacrifice. And as God passed over Egypt that night, he would pass over each family that, that had the doorpost post and lintel covered with blood. The families who did not follow through and obey God and slaughter a lamb and then paint their doorposts and lintel with blood, that household then lost the firstborn in that family. Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that Jesus is that lamb. He was that sacrifice. And he then goes on to say, since Jesus is that lamb, since Jesus is that sacrifice, and those who are covered by the blood of the lamb ought to celebrate that festival as we come to the Lord's table. We are doing morning prayer during these days of being sequestered and by practicing social distancing. And when we gather and this period of time is over, we will have a great day of celebration when we will gather around the table and celebrate the festival of Christ being our Passover lamb. And Paul goes on to tell us that the Christian who's covered by the blood of Jesus, who has been passed over and not judged by God, should practice this feast not with malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That's what Easter is about. It's about a sacrifice. It's about subverting judgment. But it's also a call to each one of us to be motivated purely. That's what sincerity means, to have pure motives and to be lovers of telling the truth. That's what the resurrection should lead us to do. 
our next passage where Paul uh, take where our our prayer book takes a section out of where Paul is teaching in Romans chapter six uh, what our baptism really means. He teaches us, Paul teaches us in Romans six that our baptism unites us mystically, but really to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And our baptism brings about that mystical union. So that when Jesus died, we died. When Jesus was buried, we are buried. And that when Jesus was raised, we were raised. Therefore, death no longer has dominion over us. We have seen the tally of the dying increase during this COVID-19 pandemic. And the gospel tells us, and Jesus tells us, that we should not fear the one who can destroy the body. But we should fear the one who can destroy the body and the soul in everlasting death. It's talking about God. Satan can't control or destroy our our body or soul. But God can. And that's what will happen to those who are not covered with the blood. But those who are covered with the blood, who have trusted Jesus as their Savior, who have been baptized by water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, no longer are captivated, no longer have the dominion of death hanging over them. That now, through the resurrection, I now live, and you will live forever. The third passage, the 1 Corinthians 15, 20-22 passage, teaches us that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a fundamental event in human history. It's a foundational event for the Christian faith. And that the Apostle Paul teaches us in verse 18, just two verses prior to this, if there's no resurrection, there's no Christian faith. If there's no resurrection, we are of all people most pitied. Our Christian faith, brothers and sisters, is based on historical events that happened 2,000 years ago. The Christian faith is not fundamentally a moral code like all other religions. The Christian faith is based on a historical person and on a historical death and on a historical resurrection. It's based on the fact that there was a man named Jesus who was crucified and suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was buried and raised again on the third day. It also teaches us that death came through Adam and that life comes through a second Adam. That death came from one man, 
and life will come through another man if you are united to him. By the obedience and sacrificial death, God not only raised Jesus, but 1 Corinthians 15.45 tells us that now Jesus is the the life-giving spirit. To have Jesus is to have life. To forsake Jesus is to forsake life. He is the source of life. Listen to these verses as I close. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. As is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born through the image of the man of dust, we also will bear the image of the man from heaven. Brothers and sisters, we say hallelujah, Christ is risen. Not as a myth, not as a fairy tale, not as a legend, but as a historical event. But it is merely a historical event if you have not put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we trust him, who he is revealed in Scripture, God gives us life. God gives us eternal life. God gives us hope. And we can cry aloud, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore.
cup gun. Thank you.